Hey everybody, this is Mark Bills. This is my first podcast, and I'm here with Leila Demir. I'm in Montreal at a cute little cafe. It's called Café de la Place. No, Le, de la Plage. What's that right there? It says Café de la Plage. This is Café de Bois. Oh, okay, they've changed the name. Yeah, that's something else. It's an old, an old sign. Anyways, we're hanging out in the back by a very large jade tree. And... Um, So I'm actually still kind of formulating what these podcasts are going to be about. I really want to make them, um, you know, under the kind of umbrella of my wild garden, my wild front lawn. But I'm going to just, I want it to be just wild, a wild, wild conversations and really about embracing life in general. So with that in mind, let's begin. So, Layla, we were talking about how awesome Montreal is right now with, um, this is, uh, uh, what's the name of the street, the famous street, Royal? Mount Royal. Mount Avenue. Royal Avenue. Is that how you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it in French? Uh, Avenue Mont-Royal. Avenue Mont-Royal. Mont-Royal, yes. Royal? Okay. And what they've done is they've, they've stopped all the street traffic. Mm-hmm. The cafes are spilling out into the street, mm-hmm. and we saw some amazing street art. So tell me a little bit more about what you saw. You live here. Mm-hmm. You're right in. And this area is called Le, uh, Le Plateau. Le Plateau. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your experience with what happened on this street. Well, I've lived in this neighborhood for like 20 years, 20 plus years, and I've never experienced... Um, what I've experienced this summer in terms of vibrancy, community, um, inspiration, um, connection, enjoyment, um, in terms of like this being outside on in the city. It closing off the traffic and having the whole street be like just this ongoing piece of art and you're walking on this like matrix of intention through art which emanates a certain vibrancy and creativity so one of these art um, like it's almost like an installation it yeah. was like street art yes. and it went I don't know, I mean, the, the entire length of, that we walked, yes. and it's this beautiful, mountain. what is it, but it's probably like 15 feet wide, the entire and, street. It, and it just kind of curves along the street, it goes, it yes. winds from side to side, yes. there's whales, yes. there's fish, it has a there's very oceanic. thunderbirds, yeah. I mean, we just, I mean, it was just, yes. it almost seemed like... Like it was templating in some kind of intense, wonderful energy. I mean, yes. there was a vibrancy and, you know, where does it, I mean, where does it start? Where does it end? I have no idea. But there was something about that street art that just blew my mind. It was yes. beautiful. Yes. It probably starts at the mountain and it goes to the end where I live, just past where the end of the street is. And then there's no longer Mount Royal Avenue. That's probably where it ends. Um, and it... So 
I've never actually felt like this before, but I actually wanted to start skateboarding <laughs> at my age. <laughs> Uh, because and you're what no you're what like 25 26 yeah exactly <laughs> I'm an old <laughs> old fogey at 25 26 <laughs> um, so and I have like a bit of knee pain so I'm not sure if that would work but hopefully my knees will get a little bit stronger but I actually would like a longboard and I I just it I see people um, skateboarding on the street and I've seen some women I've seen moms with their young kids skateboarding on the street like just going for a skate together and they just weave through like waves mm -hmm. on the street and I'm like I want to do that I, I feel like it's there's such yeah. freedom and and there's and you know what I saw was a lot of young families mm -hmm. the kids all have those little scooters and I mean they're yes. tiny little things yes. but they're doing just fine with them yeah everybody looks like they're having fun yes there's scooters there's skateboards there's cyclists cyclists are not supposed to be oh they're not supposed to no. well it's not like they're racing through but you see them no. here and there yeah. right yes and a lot of walking traffic yes and and we've just been hanging out for two days Yes. Buying lattes, hanging out in the cafes. My favorite cafe, uh, Le Copain de Bor. Yes. Um, like just, I don't know what it is, like why the coffee seems to taste so much better in Montreal than Toronto. <laughs> like, okay, look, I don't want to, I don't want to put down Toronto because no, there are some really great cafes and there's some, you know, one of my, I've got a fantastic cafe out by the Fox Theatre, East Beaches area of Toronto and I love it. So no, like that's first class. That's first class. But there's just something about the ambiance and everything where you get little pockets in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I mean, this whole area, this whole area of Le Plateau is just. There's definitely. A I want to move here. I want to move here. Yeah, that's there, the thing. I want it's to amazing. Move here too. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I mean, it makes me. Yes. I mean, you know, there's. I've always been interested in ideas of community, and what what does it take to create community, and. I'm seeing it. It's alive and well in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and I think that this the street closing off has really contributed to that feeling, that vibe, the relaxedness. I feel like people are more relaxed. More people are coming outside and going for walks. People from other neighborhoods have been coming to hang out and go for walks. They had these very funky like handmade seating areas with different levels where kids would play on. They had all these different play yeah. structures and so, for kids. And I'm seeing it like largely torn down. Yeah, you're and, seeing it where those things have been taken apart. And I, I, I'm just blown away but by, by mm -hmm. even what's left here. It's just, it's it's. Yeah, the street wonderful. art is still Absolutely there. Absolutely wonderful. The cafes are still out on the streets. And the musicians I've seen on the streets have been mind-blowing. Yeah. They are so... I gave a guy 20 bucks today. I never give anyone 20. Never. But he was so he good. He was so good. And I saw someone last night, and he was doing kind of more traditional Quebecois music. Yeah. It was just... He oh, was my God. cool, too. Yeah. I just want to... You filmed that. So I, I did. Know. I did. I did. Yeah. I got it on film, so... Um, I got them both on film, actually, so... Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. So when I get my website up and ready, like you it'll be there. It'll on. be there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I loved and love 
this street being closed off. Mm -hmm. I have never felt the city and my neighborhood so vibrant and never have I felt so interested in connecting with people. I like being around. People are okay. not just trying to get their groceries yeah. done and get home. They're like enjoying their stroll. They're, mm -hmm. it's, an, it's like a, an outing, a family outing yeah. or a walk. Yeah. And they're more relaxed. I and I, people just look more attractive, and I just feel like <laughs> talking to yeah. people. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where did all these beautiful people come from? I'm just yes. like looking at all these people that look so interesting. Like, I want to talk to these people. Who are they? Where did they come from? And you keep meeting people that you know. That's another thing that keeps happening. And every time I go out on the street, I will bump into someone I know. I mean, literally everywhere. On Mount Royal Avenue, yes. And I mean, okay, you're a super friendly person. You have a, a, a fairly large... Okay, maybe this is a little opening. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? Because you do have like this really interesting network of friends from some of your interests, your dance. and Okay, yeah. So just tell me like a little bit about how did you get to Montreal? How did you get... Why are you here in Quebec? You're an Anglophone, but you're here in Quebec. Okay. You're in Montreal. And tell me a little bit about what you're doing here and who you are. So I came out here in 1996. Um, I was really lit up by the uh, by Montreal. Where did you come? Where were you? I moved out here from the West Coast, which West is also Coast. really phenomenal. Okay, so again, like you have, you kind of grew up in like Yellowknife Yellow is where I'm born. Yeah, which is kind of bizarre, kind of amazing, <laughs> kind of bizarre. Yes, but you spent time in Calgary. Didn't Edmonton. You? Edmonton. Yeah. And then you were West Coast. Yeah. And then, and I then came you out came here. to Quebec. Yes. Interesting trajectory. Very Canadian. Yes. Mind okay. you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and did I you think... ever see polar bears in Yellowknife? No. no. They don't have polar bears. Not in Yellowknife. No. Okay. Not That's even a close. little disappointing. But no, there's anyways. There's no polar bears in okay. Yellowknife. That's like That's saying, Manitoba. are there igloos in? Come on, no. Yeah, no. no. no, no. Totally no polar bears in Yellowknife. Polar bears not in, in Manitoba. Yeah, not in Yellowknife. Okay, it's further north than Manitoba. You got to go further north. Yeah, and further isolated. <laughs> Much more okay. isolated. Yellowknife is the capital of the North yes. Territories. That's the first time I've been insulted, like with respect to Canada. You know what I mean? Like I'm an American. That's too funny. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank you for that. Was polite about it. You were. You yeah. always are. But you've had a coffee, I've so you're a little coffee. different. I have a little bit more of an edge. You've got a little bit of an edge now. You're usually, you're very new agey and very kind and very diplomatic and gentle. And, you know, you know how to be politically correct. And But when you've had a coffee, you're a little more, you know, you're, you're a little more, a little you, more you push the edge a little yeah, bit, you know? I am a little yeah, more Yeah, good for edge. you. Okay, um, so West Coast and you came to Quebec. Yes. And so I came here and I found the vibrancy of the culture really attractive sort of the European feel the French um, there's a it's like wow this is part of Canada this is like really cool the Quebec culture is really cool and also I was very involved in a spiritual community and found that there was a lot of potential for making more connections and offering opportunities to young adults 
to build spiritual community here, which I did for at least 12 years, and that was very, I was very passionate about that. So that was a big part of why I'm here. And that was how we met. We that was met. how we met. There was a camp out. Yes. It was a spiritual community, that, yeah. and it was an absolutely fantastic camp out. Like, it was, I can't even begin to describe how, honestly, it seems like everything you do is amazing. <laughs> no, seriously. Thank you. Seriously. Like, uh, an absolutely mind-blowing camp out. So much fun. And as a matter of fact, one of the people we met on the street yes, was today. someone that I met at the camp out. Yeah, like 12 eight, years 12 ago. years ago. And she was playing ago. a violin around yes. the camp fire. Yes. Yes. And I was just like, I was so blown away at that time. Yes. Like, okay, Quebec, you have a campfire, a bonfire, a big campfire, yes. and people playing violins, kids playing violins around the campfire. Yes. I was just like, okay, it was this fun. is incredible. It was fun. And we it met her on the street. It was amazing. Yeah. That was very cool for me, too, because I hadn't seen her in a really long time. And I couldn't believe that her age basically doubled <laughs> since I'd last seen her. <laughs> Like, Which means whoa. we've gotten older, too. Yeah. A little bit, unfortunately. Just a little bit. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Because they came from another neighborhood to just go for a stroll mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Mount Royal Avenue. So mm-hmm. we bumped into each other. And it was really, that's been a really cool thing about the street this year. People are talking to each other. People are connecting up. They're seeing each other. They're stopping. They're stopping to connect. See, this is the difference between... <clears throat> Again, look, I don't want to get into like stereotypical, cliche kind of things, but if friends stopped by when you were, if I was in Toronto and I happened to run into someone I know, which I never do, but if I did, they would say hello, they would be there for 30 seconds, and then they'd move on. We sat there and chatted with them while they stood there for at least 30 minutes, at least. Yeah, Yeah, that was really... And it's just like, and they look like they were really just hanging. Like none of us wanted to really say goodbye. It was was great. No one was in a rush. It's like, doesn't anyone have to go anywhere here? Not anymore. Okay, so it's the The oh, there's a shifted. Okay, so the attitude has shifted. People are going out. It's also really beautiful weather, but they're just wanting to hang out and be amongst people and be outside and enjoy and there's sometimes you know you go to a place and you just hit extraordinary weather and people are like I know I've I've had people come to Peterborough Ontario and it's just like this stellar day and we're down by the water and they're like this is the most beautiful place in the world yeah for the 15 minutes of beautiful weather that we get you just nailed it Yes. And so there's a little bit of that going on here too, right? It's September mm-hmm. like 27th today, yeah. and it's like a beautiful summer day. It's yes. a, a gorgeous night. It's warm nights. Like, yes. So that kind of helps. It helps, but it's been like this since they closed off the street. Like mm-hmm. it's just, even after it's been raining and it's nighttime, people go out for walks. It's... So well, I know happened. when I came to Montreal a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it was it was winter, yeah. and we went tobogganing. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, we're going to go tobogganing in so, the city? Okay, so you actually said to me, 
when we were at the hill, you're like, are adults allowed to be here? Are we allowed to like go sliding? And I was like, I had never even questioned it. Right. It didn't even occur to me that I'm like, oh my God, I never thought about that. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I just, I'm like, why not? It was just, the whole thing was a little bit different for me. I'd never seen like this kind of, I mean, winter, aspects of winter sports here are more developed. Okay. So this was like a toboggan run yeah. that looked like somebody had made. Yeah, they're, they've and been made. And it kind of had walls and there was two of them and people well, were there just, were there was four of them maybe. Three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then there's another one on the other side of the mountain yeah. with bales of hay at the bottom so you don't crash into the street. And there was a place where you could go and get a hot chocolate and stuff, yes. like an indoor, like a chalet. Where, right outside of the Beaver Lake yeah. where they're skating. So this is what I'm saying is people are doing things in the winter here. Like you get on a bus and everyone's got hockey sticks and, and, and skates and, and, and you know, skis. like they just look like they're enjoying winter and and, and we've sort of lost that in some of the other parts of Canada it's just like you know what do you do just kind of hold yourself up indoors and there's a little bit more of a let's embrace it embrace it here you know it's like hey <laughs> it's part of life here in Montreal is crazy ass winters so let's make like the make the it. best of it and people look happy now I've all, now I've seen too. I've come to Montreal where like the winter's getting like long it's and hard. people look miserable. Yes. So I know you get to that too. Yeah, so. yeah. Come February, mm-hmm. it's like they've had enough of like, it. Okay, yeah, we've had enough. Now. Yeah, yeah. I still think that there's a lot to embrace. It's I guess it gets a little slushy and gray in the city if you're in well, the countryside. Well, when when I came, the cars were literally buried in the snow at the side of the road. Oh, like yeah. people had to shovel and out every time it, there's a storm. I don't mean just shoveling out around the wheels. I mean literally like finding so their car. It was out. nuts. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, there was some misery people going on. People will at that point. abandon driving in the winter because of that. <laughs> they just do not want to shovel their entire car out of snow. Yeah. Like covered, being oh, covered. Which in snow. brings me back to like. You're able to navigate your neighborhood with a bicycle, yeah. walking in a bicycle. The entire year. So you don't need a car. No. There's neighborhood stores. You can get your groceries. Everything I need is within a 15-minute bike ride. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I see. Occasionally, there will be something that I'll go out of my 15-minute zone mm-hmm. to do something particularly unique. But almost everything that okay. I need for my everyday life is within 15 minutes. So even when you go to your dance and... Yeah. What's, what's your dance? You do like contact dance yeah. and... contact improv. Okay, Improvisational tell, contact dance. That's pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about that. What is that? So, I mean, I know what it is, but yes. for the podcast audience out there. Okay, so contact improv is this very cool dance form that I have completely fallen in love with. Um, I've been doing this for, I think, 13 years now, maybe 14, something like that. It's a form of dance where there is typically no music, and you learn some basic movement principles that are connected to contact improvisation, like you learn how to work with these movement principles, and you incorporate those principles 
into the mindset and into the body language of this form. Okay, in simplest terms, what it looks to me like human beings twisting and rolling on each other and kind of... Yes, do you know what I mean? I know there's more of an... It's a, it almost looks like a play. There's a playful element. It looks like a couple of raccoons. Like, raccoons. have you ever seen... If you've ever seen, like, baby raccoons, they're, like, just... No, they're no. all over each other, and they're, like, twisting and rolling, and they're, the, the playfulness of two baby raccoons, that's what contact... Like, okay, no one's seen that except me. Yeah. So, this it means nothing. I saw but. a family of five... <laughs> five baby skunks. Yeah. And they were... It was dark out. Yeah. And they were playing. They were adorable. They were yeah. like rolling around and this is what's, playing with this each other. This is what so raccoon, raccoons can do that forever. Yes. These skunks yeah. were just like yeah. running and rolling and playing <laughs> and jumping on each other. And I was like, oh so my God. So cool. Adorable. And they were tiny. Oh, no, that would have been a viral video right there yeah. if you had your phone with you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it. I did have my phone. Never even thought about it. Just, See, as we're all getting more social media savvy, we're starting to think about those things. It's like, oh my god, this is a viral video this. right here. Got to grab it. I need to get on that. Yes. Okay, so that's contact improv. Yeah. Okay, you know what? We're at 21 minutes and Whoa. change. Believe it or not. What I'm going to do is I'd like to wrap this up. You know, I mean, I'm as I said, I'm going to kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I want the umbrella to be love of life embracing life mm-hmm. but my sub umbrella is still my wild front lawn garden okay, yeah. and we've Which had I've some seen we've find very cool thank you yes. thank you and so we've had some encounters with plants and one of the things was grapes yes. were growing up between the staircases which go up is it two floors or three. It went. It used last year. It went up two floors. Okay. But one of the neighbors cut it down, not being aware of what he was mm-hmm, doing, mm-hmm. because these grapes are phenomenally delicious. They're and so they're good. Abundant. I didn't even hardly know I liked grapes. These were really good, and yeah. you could eat the seeds, yes. and it still tasted good. Very delicious. They were sweet, yummy. I'm putting those in my wild front lawn, absolutely I for sure. Love that you're doing that because these are the best grapes that I've ever <laughs> tasted. They're the best grapes I think I've ever tasted. Period. I wonder if you could make wine out of them. I wouldn't want to make wine out of them. No, I think they're too delicious. I don't I like know, wines. But it might be an extraordinary wine. Yeah, but you'd have like half a bottle. <laughs> You'd have a quarter of a bottle. <laughs> well, you know, that's true. That's true. But it I'd might be it might be a very worthwhile quarter of a bottle. <laughs> I don't like wine, so I would. Okay, much we're speaking rather, a different language. Yeah, All I would right, much I guess. Rather eat the delicious, organic, <laughs> wonderfulness of the grapes. They were tasty. Yeah. Okay, what were some of the other uh, plant encounters we had? We had the jade plant here. We're looking at a jade plant. It's probably what about it's a tree. Five feet tall? It's, I would say, six feet almost? Six feet, no. and... Um, it's a bit taller than me, so maybe five foot six. And then the other thing is there's there's a canopy over this. Oh, yeah. This We're behind this cafe. We're in the back. And I don't know what it is. Like, why can't we do this in Toronto? Like, it's, it's like everywhere I step into, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is... 
sort of what I dream of having, like a cafe with a gorgeous back crazy. end of it, and it's just so standard here. You know, there's a little spiral staircase, this canopy they've made with these some kind of vine, mm -hmm. and it's just it's adorable. I think this is a Virginia creeper. Okay. That's the name. Okay. I think these are Virginia creepers, and so, they're going to turn astonishingly red. Okay. Right on. Once fall yes. settles in more. And I really want to incorporate more crawly, creeping, Vines. viney things to create canopies. Yes. And I don't have a huge front lawn. It's not big by any stretch. Yeah. But I think there's room to put some of these in and create space. You could create an interesting fence. That's what I'm thinking. So that you don't have to look at the traffic. I know. You can look at these beautiful vines. Right on. I will take you on a trip yes. through some alleys. Yes. Where you will see people who have used this to create fences. How far is that from here? One block over. Let's do it. One block over from Let's where I it. live, the alley, you'll see it. Look, this could be your, you know, one of your many moments of fame here. <laughs> is there anything else you want to share with the vast podcast uh, audience out there? I have a neighbor who has been doing permaculture. I say I call it permasculpture. Okay. He's a perma permaculture design gardener, and he's been making hugels. And this is Hugel culture. Hugel culture. And that is a, it's like a log that's kind of covered up. He takes branches of all different kinds. All kinds of woody material. And mixes it in with soil, organic soil. Mm -hmm. And does layering and yeah. piles it up high. And does that over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And so he creates soil that grows up. Mm -hmm. off of the ground mm -hmm. and then grows things in that soil because yes. that soil is rich and free of any kinds of chemicals yeah. that could be in the ground. And it's sort of like a slow release of nutrients. Yes. And I'm kind of getting the sense that especially if they're putting branches and things and you're getting like kind of an aerated. aeration, aerated. Yeah. And yeah. It's a very, and it's so full of life. There's tons of birds that are coming there. Like in the summer earlier, there was always butterflies, birds, cats. It was alive. It was And really just alive. so people don't get the wrong idea that, you know, we're pumping up Montreal. I am pumping up Montreal. It's like the greatest place on the planet, which it is. But the neighbors aren't really thrilled with them. Some of them. Some of them aren't, and some of them find it so you, super cool. I mean, it's like how it's can they not appreciate that? But, you know, you've got those people that are not quite up to speed. Yeah, it's with different. the rest of us forward-thinking individuals, yeah. like you know, kind yeah. of pat ourselves on the back here yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's different. So <laughs> some of the neighbors are like kind of weirded out by it. Others yeah. find it cool. Yeah. And children lo seem to love it. Like every time I yeah. would see kids go by there, they would stop and they would just go into some kind of fantasy world. They would like pull out swords in the air, pretend imaginary. That tells swords. you everything. Yes. Yes. When the kids and the cats yes. and the creatures are attracted, yes, I got to share one thing with uh, with you about my garden. I'm not sure if I told you this. So I laid all of these uh, branches of my lilac trees along the front, the very front, right by the sidewalk. Okay, it's just an idea. I had to prune them, and I was like, I had all these branches. What am I going to do? 
permaculture concept is do something with them. Yes. Like it's not like you could just discard them. So yeah. I, put, I laid them all out. I was like, I'm thinking habitat. And I'm thinking grass is growing through them and maybe vines. Well, for the most part, that was where my pumpkin patch took over and kind of wound through it. I was like, right on. But I didn't, I, I kind of thought like maybe like some kind of animal might find a home in there. Oh, wow. And I've seen this slinky black cat running a total feral cat. Like it's like it darts. It's like you look at it and it's gone. Uh-huh. Well, one day I see this black flash. I'm like, I'm out of the front of my house. I see a black flash like, whew, like I think that was that black cat. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I'm looking through. I've got a skylight at the top of my house. And I'm looking out the skylight and I see that cat. And he's in there. He's made a kind of a home in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I was just, I was so excited by, about that because that was kind of like the intention. It was like some, I mean, I never expected a feral cat to make a home in there, but uh-huh. he's got a little place. Cool. And then with all the leaves and everything, it creates a little bit of a shelter, protection, a shelter, protection, a shelter. Yeah. So, I mean, I know not everybody wants a feral cat line, uh, mm-hmm. living in their front lawn, but I love it. Uh-huh. I think it's amazing. And does Smidge like that? It's Smidge. Like do, I friends? don't think Smidge. No, this thing oh, is such a secret. He's got a. He's. I just. Yeah. He's like a shadow. He's just living a very a stealth. secretive, stealth life, and yeah, it's really cool. He looks like a little panther. Wow. It's very interesting. Cool. Yeah. So. Nice. So. I think yeah. you ought to interview. The guy that started up the Hugo culture, no, that too. Yeah, but the art transforming old clothes okay. into cool art, wearable art. That's and in that little place, just that, down the street. Okay, I think you should interview him. Really? Yes. All right, that would be podcast number two. He's also very interesting. All right. Yeah. I got a, a real not like I don't not like I need a purpose for coming to Montreal. I come to see you. I, I come to, to go Les Copains d'abord and eat the quiche and the baked goods and the beautiful coffee. But there seems to be more and more reasons to come here. So There are a lot of really cool people here, too. I think if Torontonians really knew what Montreal has to offer, yeah, I guess we shouldn't even tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cool Torontonians, they should know. Because, yeah. Yeah, it's a very cool What a beautiful city. culture here. Okay, so we are going to head off to where now? Where are we going? I don't know. We can look at the vines. The I vines, show you the and then we'll come back to this little art, um, art place. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to hit art. that art place before the okay. alley. Okay. So we could go in and say hi, and you could set up a time or something to. Layla, I am. I am so happy you're my first podcast. You are the coolest. I'm so proud to have you as my friend. You're the best. So proud to have you as my friend. Thanks, Lord. You're the best. Thank you.